Hello and welcome to our devotions on the Psalms. We'll do Psalm 105 today. Psalm 105 is a recall, a recap of the history of Israel and how God watched over the people from Abraham, as he called Abraham out, through to Joseph and then through the Egyptian slavery and Moses taking the people out from Egypt and bringing them to the Promised Land. It's a very beautiful poem as we listen to how the psalmist remembers what God had done for their national history. Even as we think about this, notice the hard times the Israelites went through. Notice the times when they sinned and turned against God and what God did. Notice the times when they faced the an enemy so strong, the Egyptians, so unlikely that they could ever leave the land of Egypt, and yet how God brought them out. Think about all the obstacles that the Hebrews went through, and yet God delivered them one by one. This psalm then talks about how great God is, that God is king and ruler over all creation, not just one place, not just somewhere, time in history, but over all of the world, all the nations, and also to think about God as King of our lives. As you listen to this psalm then and think of how, and listen to how the psalmist recites the history of the Hebrews, then think also of our lives, what God has done and how God has been faithful to us. So just sit back and listen to this psalm. It's a rather long psalm. But listen to it, maybe with your eyes closed as you imagine the journey of the Hebrews. You know, one of the best ways of listening to scripture is when you, as you listen, you put yourself in that story and how you witness God working in that time of history. And then after that, you can put yourself also in the history of your life and remember how God did miracles in your life. So let's now sit back and listen to Psalm 105. Let us pray. Father, you reminded the psalmist of how faithful you were throughout the history. You never broke your covenant. You never stopped to care for your people. There were times that were very hard. There were kings and rulers who were bullies and who treated people badly. But Father, you are you work justice and goodness in the world. Help us then as we look at our own lives to see also your faithfulness as we may continue to trust you. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Psalm 105 O oh, give thanks to the Lord, call upon his name, make known his deeds among the peoples, sing to him, sing praises to him, tell of all his wondrous works, glory in his holy name. Let the hearts of those who seek the Lord rejoice. Seek the Lord and his strength. Seek his presence continually. Remember the wondrous works that he has done, his miracles and the judgments he uttered. O offspring of Abraham, his servants, ch children of Jacob, his chosen ones, he is the Lord our God. His judgments are in all the earth. He remembers his covenant forever. 
the world that he commanded for a thousand generations, the covenant that he made with Abraham, his son promised Isaac, which he confirmed to Jacob as a statute, to Israel as an everlasting covenant, saying, To you I will give the land of Canaan as your portion for an inheritance. When they were few in number, of little account, and sojourners in it, wandering from nation to nation, from one kingdom to another people, he allowed no one to oppress them. He rebuked kings on their account, saying, Touch not my anointed ones, do my prophets no harm. When he summoned a famine on the land and broke all supply of bread, he had sent a man ahead of them, Joseph, who was sold as a slave. His feet were hurt with fetters, his neck was put in a collar of iron, until what he had said came to pass. The word of the Lord tested him. The king sent and released him, the ruler of the people set him free. He made him lord of his house and ruler of all his possessions, to bind his princes at his pleasure, to teach his elders wisdom. Then Israel came to Egypt. Jacob sojourned in the land of the Ham, and the Lord made his people very fruitful, made them stronger than their foes. He turned the hearts to hate his people, to deal craftily with his servants. He sent Moses, his servant, and Aaron, whom he had chosen. They performed his signs among them and miracles in the land of Han. He sent darkness and made the land dark. They did not rebel against his words. He turned their waters into blood and caused their fish to die. Their land swarmed with frogs, even the chambers of the kings. He spoke and there came swarms of flies and gnats throughout their country. He gave them hail for rain and fiery lightning bolts through the land. He struck them down their vines and fig trees, and shattered the trees of their country. He spoke, and the locusts came, young locusts without number, which devoured all the vegetation in their land, and ate up the fruits of their ground. He struck down all the firstborn in their land, the firstfruits of all their strength. Then he brought out Israel with silver and gold, and there was none among his tribes who stumbled. Egypt was glad when they departed, for dread of them had fallen upon them. He spread a cloud for a covering and fire to give light by night. They asked, and he brought quail and gave them bread from heaven in abundance. He opened the rock, and water gushed out. It flowed through the desert like a river. For he remembered his holy promise, and Abraham his servant. So he brought his people out of joy, his chosen ones, with singing. And he gave them the lands of the nations, and they took possession of the fruit of the people's toil, that they might keep his statutes and observe his laws. Praise the Lord. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The first four verses is an exhortation where the psalmist tells his listeners, first of all, sing, praise him, because God is a wonderful God. In verse 1, it says, call upon his name. That's the gist of this whole, um, that's the summary of this entire psalm. Call upon his name. Feel confident to talk to God, to cry to God, to pray to God. And that's one of the difficulties, struggles that we have. So often we go through life and we, each day as we face difficulties, we forget to call out to God. We face temptations and we yield to temptations. We face trials and difficulties and we surrender. And we not surrender to God, but surrender to the circumstances, surrender to our own anger and anxiety. 
and we fail again and again to call upon the Lord. And in this psalm, the psalmist says, call upon the Lord. That's the most important thing in life. In all that you do, in every circumstance that you face, call upon the Lord. And then it says, after that, make known to the, among his deeds among the people. Well, when God has answered your prayers, tell people because you always experience miracle after miracle. Try that for even one day. When you face difficulties, call upon the Lord. Cry to God. And then you will see magic. You will have many stories to tell of how wonderful and good God is. In verse 3, it says, Let the hearts of those who seek the Lord rejoice. What does that mean? It means that those who call upon God, those who seek God, those who want God in their lives will always have their prayer answered. Can you imagine that? That there is no one whom God will turn away who calls upon Him. That whoever says, God help me, God will hear and God will help. Therefore let those who seek Him rejoice because they will always receive Him in our lives. And then in verse 4, it says, Seek the Lord and His strength. Seek the Lord and His strength. We talked just now about how often we pray or how seldom we pray. But if we were to realize how much we need God in all things, when you face a problem, we pray, we, we can seek His strength, we need His strength. When you face conflict, we need His strength. When there's something that threatens us, we need God's strength. When we are sorely tempted, we know that we can depend on God when we seek His strength. And therefore, I say, seek the Lord and His strength. Seek His presence continually. Seek His presence continually. Elsewhere, the Bible says, pray without ceasing. And we all, I used to wonder, how does one do that? How does one pray without ceasing? Well, when you come to the realization that there is not a single moment in your life when you can live without God's presence and feel secure and feel protected. There is not a moment in your life, in my life, where I can feel that hey, I don't need God. I can live and be happy without God. When we discover that there is no such a moment, then we seek God's presence with us everywhere. When we are alone in our room, we need God by our side. Whether we are celebrating or we are bored, or we are lonely, or we are troubled. What a feeling it is when we have God by our side, present with us. When we are in the office, in the boardroom, facing a hostile um, board, um, people, employers, bosses, and even subordinates. When we don't know what to do, isn't it a wonderful thing to know that God is present? You know, when David, the boy, faced Goliath, he knew that God was not only his strength, but God was also present with him. This is presence of God, knowing that God is right there, your Heavenly Father is right there, that allowed him to be confident and bold. In every situation, whether it's a situation of enjoyment, situation of loneliness, situation of threat, when we are afraid of the people who are against us and attacking us, the most assuring thing is when God is present. 
seek the presence of the Lord continually. And then from verse 5, it goes on to tell us to remember. The psalmist tells people to remember to remember the miracles and the judgments. And then first he begins with Abraham and the promise that God made to Abraham. Do you know that God has also made a promise to each of us who believe in him? That we shall be called the sons, the children of God, the sons and daughters of God Most High. That he has made a covenant with us that he will never he will never desert or abandon us. In fact, the Bible says that God, he who did not spare his own son but gave him up for us all, that God gave his own precious son for us, for you, for me. Will he not also together with him give us all things? That's a lasting covenant. That's a promise forever. That God is with us. That God will provide for us. That God will give us the very best. That we are more precious than the life, the enjoyment of his son. That he will even let his son suffer, be tortured, be killed. For your sake, for my sake. That is the promise that God has given to us. And so the psalmist begins with promise that God gave to Abraham, that Abraham would always be God's special person. And then in verse 7, he says, He is the Lord our God. His judgments are in all the earth. He remembers his covenant forever. His judgments are in all the earth. There are times when we feel that God allows injustice uh, whether because we are out of this world, that injustice happens to us and it's beyond God's ability to protect us. The psalmist says, no such thing. God does his justice throughout the earth. Wherever you are, whatever your circumstances of your birth or your living, your life circumstances now, God will work his justice in your life. And he remembers his promise to you. And so it went on about Abraham. And then in verse 12, it says, When they were few in number, of little account, and sojourners in it, just Abraham, Sarah, and a few servants, they were few in number and they went to different places. That was threatening because in those days when you're a stranger, people could do all sorts of things to strangers. They could rob you, rape you, kill you, injure you, torture you. They could do all sorts of things to strangers. As we saw in the story of Lot, often people have very little regard for an alien, for a stranger. And for Abraham then with his servants and some of his livestock crossing from nation to country to country, it was the most dangerous thing. And yet, though their numbers were few, in verse 14 says, God allowed no one to oppress them. And he rebuked kings on their account, saying, Touch not my anointed ones. There are times when we feel so small, so helpless, so under the powers of, under the hand of the powers that be. You know, sometimes you feel like you're just one small person. You've got boss after boss after boss over you. You're nothing. And yet God will protect you and God will say to each one who dares to hurt you, touch not my anointed one. Did you know that you and I are anointed ones of God? We are special to God because we are his beloved children. And God will not allow anyone to oppress us. And then in verse 16 it says, even though there was a famine, 
God found a way to feed his people. He sent Joseph, and Joseph was a totally another story. Joseph uh, was made a slave, in verse 17, sold as a slave, verse 18, his feet were hurt with fetters, his neck was put in a collar of iron, until what he had said came to pass. And then from there he was released from prison, and he became was made lord of the king's house and ruler of all the king's possessions. He was in charge of every prince and every elder. And because of him, Israel was protected. You know, one of the things that we realize is that God's people were never exempt from suffering. Many of us go through suffering and we wonder why we get cheated by people, we get bullied by people. And then we th think, think, hey, but wasn't that God's promise that no one is to touch us? Why is this happening to me? Well, this passage, these few verses tell us that yes, people may hurt you, may even torture you, but God still protects you and God will make sure that what he has promised to you, what he has made of your life, will come to pass. And it is always a good future. Just hold on. There are times when people will seem to win, they will bully you, they will cheat you of a lot of things, of your possessions, they will hurt you, stab you in the heart. These things will happen to us. Nonetheless, God will hold us steadfastly. He will walk us through the dangerous parts, the painful parts, just like he did with Joseph. And not only did he preserve Joseph's life and make him ruler and glorify him, but Joseph also met a huge purpose of God's. That was that he saved the entire nation of Israel. So it is with us. Sometimes we suffer greatly. We are bullied, we are cheated, we are hurt. We just learn to trust that God will not only deliver us and restore us, but that we will in that process become an instrument of his goodness, of his blessing to others. This story of Joseph tells us that God is always still faithful and we can persevere to trust him. And then following that cont continues with the people in Israel, in Egypt and Moses. One of the things that stands out for me then is the opposition, the power of the Egyptian um, dynasty, the Egyptian kingdom. You see, there were so many plagues that God inflicted on the people of Egypt. And yet after each plague, the Egyptians were very resilient. They just bounced it and said, no, you are not going. We're not giving in to you. And God had to bring another plague. Even then, it wasn't effective. The third plague, it wasn't effective. Fourth plague, it wasn't effective. As the plagues became increasingly difficult and painful, the enemy, the oppressors, the Egyptians, still stood firm. There are times also when our opposition is so powerful that nothing seems to knock them. Problem after problem seems to be on our side, and yet our enemy is stronger than the problems. The far more resilient, they continue to oppress us. We don't seem to win. But ultimately, Psalmist says, at the end of it, the Egyptians gave the Israelites, the Hebrews, a lot of their wealth 
and send them out with joy because they were terrified of the Hebrews. And that tells us that sometimes, once again, there may be very, very strong enemies against us. And yet, as we hold firm to our God, we will see God work the miracle that not only will we be redeemed, but we will plunder the things of the enemy and God will prevail. I don't know what your personal circumstances are. I have friends who are being cheated and oppressed by people who are wicked, people who are greedy, people who just want to take all they can. And the friend suffers greatly. And yet, moment by moment, we see miracle after miracle, and yet we see the strength and the power of the oppressors. And we just hang on and trust in God. We see that also in the war with Ukraine and, and Russia. Russia is so strong. Each time Ukraine seems to win, Russia bounces back and does something even more wicked, more cruel, destroying civilian homes and infrastructure with not a tinge of conscience. Life for Putin and his people is just cheap. It means nothing, whether it's his own soldiers or the Ukrainian civilians and soldiers. For him, everything is dispensable except for himself. And he seems so powerful, and yet we know in our hearts that God will bring justice to Putin and his henchmen. We know then that for every evil oppressor, whether it's a leader of a gang that, that traffics in people, or that oppresses has slaves, oppresses people, rulers of nations who take advantage of the people, treating them as just vessels and insignificant people, we know that God will bring forth his justice. Much as it hurts us now as we think of the Ukrainians who suffer so much, or even the young, uh, small uh, recruits of the Russian army who don't want to fight and yet are forced to fight and lose their lives just for the ambitions of a few people, evil people, we hold on to that belief that God will have his way and that there will be an accounting by each of these evil rulers. And we believe we believe that God in the end will prevail and that justice will be done on earth. And so this psalm tells us that whether it is a personal issue, whether it is a global issue, from the history of Israel itself, we can see how God preserves them and believe that God will continue to do the same for his children. Now I want you then to take some time to think about your own life, the path that your life has taken. How often have you encountered difficult people, bullies, painful circumstances? How often have you suffered hardship and seen God take over, God seen God prevail? And as you think about this, how God always has his ways in protecting you, in showering you with his love day by day, to believe then that you can rest in God and you can call out to God. Let us pray. Father, we live in such a wicked, evil world. Around us, we see in the news how powerful rulers bully and evilly mistreat people. We think of 
crimes, not just the petty crimes, but the crimes that are done by powerful beings, powerful people, no one seems able to stop. And yet, Lord, we know that you are God Almighty. We look at our own lives too. There are people who have oppressed us, people who have cheated us, people who have bullied us. With impunity, it's like they nothing can happen to them. They're powerful legally, they're powerful financially. And yet, Lord, we turn to you as we look at how you have dealt with us over the years of our lives. We trust you, Lord. And we know then that you will bring forth that which is good to the people whom you love because you have promised us that we are your children. And Lord, you have also said that you who did not spare your own son, will you not give us all things through him? That even through suffering, pain, sometimes even physical death, you will prevail and you will protect and redeem your people now in the world to come. Give us that faith to hold on to you and to trust you. For we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Well then, thank you for listening once again. May the Lord bless you. Well, God bless you. Goodbye.